All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Warrior Week Parables from the Pit podcast. My guest this week is uh, my friend, my brother, Scott White from Warrior Week 55, correct? 55. There we go, 55. Hey, Scott, welcome to the show, man. Uh, Thank you. Uh, we're going to have a conversation, and uh, we're going to get straight to the, to the point. Um, where was Scott prior to warrior what brought scott to warrior and what was your initial uh inquiry initial access to warrior and how did it grew up being all the way to coming into warrior week 55 my man okay um well actually my first experience with warrior um was was is king's kit three but prior to that um i actually um was very close to uh joining an early warrior week and i was trying to think about it earlier today and it must have been like 2015 and uh i was responding to this stuff um on facebook uh garrett it really spoke with spoke to me and i ended up talking to you even and um and and you were like you know now's the time and i had just uh quit my job and i was in complete scarcity mindset and I knew I needed it, but I was like, fuck, I, I, I need money. And I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. And I regretted it. And uh, I regretted it for a long time. And, uh, and then, you know, Warrior kind of went away off of Facebook for a while. And I was like, man, whatever fucking happened. And, uh, and then you guys came back on with King's Kit. I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely doing this shit. Because it was, I, I jumped on it. And, uh, and so, yeah, that was my point where I was at that point um, as I said earlier on a few years before I had quit the job that I was at and uh, I was in a really bad place uh, mentally and, and physically at that time um, and uh, you know just kind of just the stress of it all and I sacrificed everything like what Gary talks about I sacrificed my body I sacrificed my relationship with my wife and my young kids uh, and I threw everything into business and uh, so prior to King's Kit 3, um, I ended up moving to Arizona. I, I was making some shifts and some changes, but I was, you know, very much overweight. Not that I'm the, the picture of fitness right now, but if you can imagine me, a lot worse. And, um, you know, I was hiding behind a beard and everything else. Not to say that you're hiding, Coach Sam, but, <laughs> but I, I mean, I, was look, I looked terrible and I felt terrible. And, um, and my wife is about to, to leave me. And, and we had had, this was kind of a common theme with us. You know, we'd get to a place and she got to the point where she couldn't stand it anymore and we would fight. And it was like this point we had two, two young kids. We had just moved and I figured there's no fucking way she's going to leave me. She's going to have to put up with me because we're out here and there's nobody else here. And no, she was going to leave me again. And I, I, I pretty much hit rock bottom prior to, to King's Kit 3. And, um, you know, business was, I was doing, I was making, money but everything else was just horrible and so I started seeing the light and uh, I lost a lot of weight I joined it uh, I got a personal trainer um, I ate better um, I went through core four I was extremely dedicated to it and that's how things really got rolling for me well um, you know a lot of men come in to warrior where uh, they get in a place where um, domestically shit is shit is going south and they get to the storyline that okay like i i need some help i need some help and and just start searching on google or on facebook for some kind of help did you find yourself in that like searching for help and if so what were what were uh, your initial uh inquiries what were you looking at that you ended up on warrior well you know, I, I can't, I can't say that I was actually even up to the point where, you know, I, I was looking for, for help with my, with my relationship with my wife, because I didn't think that there was any way to fix that. I thought it was impossible. Yeah. And really just in watching the videos and then watching, you know, and, and listening to what Garrett's message was, um, you know, he, I felt he was speaking to me. And I saw a possibility, you know, he created a possibility in my mind 
and he shifted my mindset. And at that point, I, I realized there is more and there is a way to get to more. And, but I was still afraid to make that leap. And that's and just as I was uh, with the, the Warrior Week that I could have gone to, um, that I didn't, I, and I had regretted it. You know, I, he spoke to me then, it was the same message. You know, got, got a little bit more focused, I guess. Um, but I, I figured this was my last hope. You know, I couldn't see anything else that, that, would, that would be out there that would help me. And I said, uh, you know, so, so in order for me to fix that problem, I wasn't even really willing to address the problem, but I could see that there was, I was connecting with like, okay, all these problems that he's listing out, that's me, that's me, that's me. And I could have this, this, and that, these possibilities. And, uh, and I didn't know how to get there. We created that bridge, you know, and it was King's Cat 3. And I, and I said, fuck it, I have nothing else to lose at this point. I'm about to lose everything uh, with my family. And uh, I just need to fucking go. So that's what I, that was my path. The pain that we often create for ourselves is this disconnection from what we want. And it's easily said, uh, but it, it takes years to truly feel it. And I know for myself, uh, for years, I was operating in a place where, uh, I mean, I, I got this, right? I mean, okay, my wife nags, my wife does this, we, we get in fights and this and that. I got this, I got this, I got this. I'm not going to really go to my dad. I'm not going to really go really to my friend and ask advice for my, you know, my marriage. My marriage is private, right? It's my marriage, it's my relationship, it's my family. I would select very selectively who I would even expose the weaknesses of my marriage because of the fear of being judged in the future as I've seen it over and over and over in other people that they would share. And in the future, there would be a judge. I judge myself. Shit that they shared and I judge them. They don't want to be around them because of what they shared. So I was afraid of, of this projection. I was, so as a result of it, everything resided inside of me. And I convinced myself that things are good. I became really good at convincing myself that, mm -hmm. I, that, that my marriage is good because I was afraid to expose the issues of my marriage because I had fear that others would take advantage of this information. And number one, hate my wife. Number two, hate me for the way I'm showing up for my wife. And number three, I just, if not hate, but judge us and choose not to be around us or talk about us, mm -hmm. right? This is a fear that a lot of men feel but nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to express this because there's a risk that comes with the expression of that. The, the, the surrounding that we create for ourselves in our lives, we put so much importance in these circles and the people that are kind of watching us that we are very, very, very careful in what we share on that. Oh, yeah. And as we start disconnecting ourselves from the value, the false value that we are giving to all these people, it is then that we realize that the things that matter is your, your own expression. And with that comes in the price of losing some of this association. How much of this sounds true for you? And how much of this did you experience just by choosing to come into Warrior and seeing these circles kind of vanish? Well, 100%. I mean, that does describe me. I would isolate. Um, I would not share, and, and this is a problem that I've had for a long time, but the, the other part of it is I created this story in my mind that um, if I had enough money, if I made enough money, that would solve all of the problems that I'm having right now. And that's why, I threw, you know, that's what, what gave me the permission to say, you know, fuck you, go deal with the kids. That's your job. You know, uh, go, let me do what I'm doing. Let me hold, I, I have the the ability to do whatever the fuck I want. Um, I have the ability to sedate whenever I want, however I want, because I'm making, I'm going to be making money here. And, and that's going to solve all of our problems. And when I made the money, um, that's when I hit the fucking bottom because she was at her wit's end. Um, and yeah, if we would have divorced, it would have been a surprise to everybody because nobody knew, you know, the, the problems that I had, you know, people that were supposed to be my, my best friends and things like that. I, I would not share with them. They were sharing stuff with me. Like you said, you know, I had one of my friends um, talk, tell me and confide in me how he was cheating on his wife. And I, I kept that secret for him. And, 
and I would still not even really expose what I was going through. And, um, you know, I, I, but I would judge him for it as well. But I, and I, and I was guilty by association with that too, because I was friends. We were very close, you know, couples friends and, and their, and their son was friends with my son. And I hated to see what he was doing to that relationship. And I'd asked him, you know, really, do you want to sacrifice all this? And, and but I didn't push and I didn't, you know, it, it, it's just, I, I chose to create a story around that as well. And that is so true for so many other men, including some of the brothers right now listening to this. So maybe in the future, you're going to listen to this and somewhere somehow like this is the piece that's going to put you in a corner and it's going to say, fuck, I hear Scott. Cause I hear you, man. Like I was the one that would be the volunteer to help people out if they had, uh, you know, problems. It's like, Hey, if you have problems, come to me, man, talk to me, you know, and I would advise them. I would advise them. But in my own advice, I would cut myself in the fucking line and say, who is advising me? <laughs> and am I doing this to just put, put, give a kudos on my back and say, I feel good that I don't have this problem. Therefore I'm helping this guy is, is, is it, it's a, it was selfish. Like I was hearing these guys with their problems. They were vulnerable and they opened up and they were sharing with me. On the other hand, I was being a fucking hypocrite because I wasn't hearing them. I just wanted to feel good that I didn't have those fucking problems. Mm. That's why I made myself available around them. Being around them made me feel good because it made me feel like I didn't have those fucking problems. On the other side, I wasn't, I wasn't spending too much my time with the guys that would actually share the details of greatness about the relationship. I would call them as fags or guys that like, hey man, this guy's a fucking homo or this guy is a pink dude. He's a romantic lover, Pepe Lemieux, whatever. You name <laughs> it, man, I had the fucking labels for these guys. But the yeah. reality is today I realized that I was doing that because I didn't want to hear that. Because when I was hearing that, it would make me feel bad that I'm not doing that, I'm not enough. So on one end, when guys would have pain, I would make myself more available to them to make myself feel better because I didn't have that. I'm like, fuck, I'm glad I don't have that fucking problem. You know, this kind of makes me feel great that I don't have that problem. So I'm going to spend a lot of time with this guy. On the other hand, when I was actually hearing greatness in relationship, shit that guys were doing with their wives, especially when it comes around sex and stuff like that, dude, I don't want to really hear that because I didn't have that. I'm like, how the fuck these guys are? Like, I would just change fucking subject because it would make me feel small. Right. So, and this, what I'm sharing right here, it's an absolute fucking truth that 99.9% .9 of fucking dudes, including those that are super like Zen and the fucking celebrities will hide. This is like literally going to a guy and say, Hey man, you watch porn? He's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Some will say, no, no, I don't, I don't watch porn. I don't need that. Okay. He's a fucking liar. But the one that says, yes, you go to him and say like, okay, what category? Now you got him by the balls. Because now he's like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uncomfortable, man. Kind of uncomfortable. So, motherfucker, if you're watching porns, bro, you're getting in there. You're getting in there with something in mind. You're going there with the desire of the category. You're not getting in there. It's like you don't go to a fucking restaurant and you just sit on the table and it's like, ah, I will be fed today. So, <laughs> motherfucker, you're going to look at the menu. Right. So the point of that, it might've been an extreme example, but it's, it's an extreme example of the truth. And, yeah. and guarantee, man, you go in and you talk to Sylvester Stallone today, you ask him this question, he's gonna be in a place where he doesn't know what the fuck to answer. Like the, the, his mind is gonna race around, I'm a celebrity, what if I say this? What if I say that? Okay, fuck it, I'm not. As, but if really Sylvester Stallone or anybody like that is given a chance to truly be themselves, and they're able to express what the truth is, imagine how free they become. No wonder why there's so many suicides within the actors. On the outside, we look at this and say, man, they have mm. the perfect life. That everybody wants to hang out with them, everybody loves them, they have money, they have everything, a beautiful wife, they participate in everything that is we want. And yet, there they are terminating their life because of this unspoken weight of simply be compliant, and not being yourself. That's what I felt. I didn't know I was like that, but I was operating like that for a very long time. As this, this compliance dude, man, just, just making everybody happy. And to your point, very similar to yours, like, man, 
when I make the money, everything else will be all right because I'll be able to buy a bigger house, nice cars, we'll travel, like all the plan, the plan that the poor man has that doesn't realize that he's rich because he has a beautiful family, but he sees himself as poor because he doesn't have the money. And once he gets the money, that plan is no longer the plan that he's not. The guy that makes the money at that point is no longer the guy that was thinking poor. Like his kind heart is no longer the same. He has changed. Money has changed him. So therefore the plan has also changed. And therefore the time that it took for him to execute this plan has actually made and trained everybody else around. His wife has changed. His kids have changed. They're not the same kids and wife that they were when he was poor. They, they want to operate different. Their expectation is different. Everybody is fucking changed. So it's a fucking dead end. When I will make the money, everybody be happy. It's the biggest fucking lie guys that want to be successful are telling themselves. There's nothing wrong to be successful, but not at a price of fucking, you know, ignoring what you already are successful, which is your marriage and your kids. And that was, that was the harsh reality for me when I came into Worry Week. And I was like, I was so closed-minded on the idea that I'm good that it literally opened my eyes. So let's talk about, you know, you come into King's Kid, you experience some virtual experiences, opens your heart, opens your mind. You come to WarriorCon, you opt in for Warrior Week, and you join 55. Talk to me a little bit about the build-up and that process uh, and what that, that did to you. But prior to that, you know, leading into that, like what resonates so true in, in what I just shared with you in regards of, you know, how I was operating and how much was that was true for you? You know, um, yeah, I mean, I can picture myself throughout that, all you know, the, these examples. And yeah, I mean, I definitely would, I was the listener for the problems and I was the person that you could tell every, you know, anything to. And, uh, but I would not divulge. And I, you know, I, I at that point, um, and I'm still, you know, working through, you know, this knowledge, but I, but through warrior, I've learned uh, that there is a lot of strength through vulnerability. And this is a big lesson that I've had to learn on my own, but I've been more vulnerable with my wife, you know, through these lessons that I've learned and, and it's brought us a lot closer. Um, you know, and obviously the, you know, it's you, when you're, when you're feeling, when you're successful and, and you, in, in changing these things about yourself, and in listening and, and actually doing things and, and telling how you're feeling, it's a weight that gets lifted out of you that you don't even realize that you're holding it. You know, it's like, you know, when I was in the army, we wear a Kevlar helmet all day and you get used to that weight. And then at the end of the day, you know, you take that thing off and you're like, oh shit, I can move my head, you know, or even just a small thing. Like when you get your hair cut after a while, especially after COVID, you know, you get your hair cut and you're like, fuck, I can, you know, what is it? A couple ounces, but you feel like completely different. And so when you have layers and layers and layers of shit that, it, that you've built up inside and balls and, and you start to tear that down, which is what we did in, in Warrior Week. Um, I mean, that is how you transform. I mean, to actually be vulnerable enough to go there and unlock that. But to back up into what you were asking as to, as to what, to lean into what my journey was, I saw success uh, through King's Kit. And then um, I felt, uh, you know, I can do a lot of this on my own. I don't maybe need to do as much core for. I don't, you know, I started living in the lands of maybes again, which is, you know, something that I do. And um, so I, I kind of went off track, but I had, I didn't kind of, I did go off track. And uh, except with my body, I was still, you know, continuing with the working out. You know, there were still things that were very positive that was going on in my life. And I was a shit ton better than I was. And I didn't think I needed Warrior as much as I did. Uh, but I had tickets to WarriorCon 3 and I went and, and um, you know, uh, went through that whole process. And after that, that first day, that night, uh, at the very end, you did a meditation and I would, had gone through a transformation that one day it, it, I opened myself up, I, a channel, and I really communicated with the voice. And I, and I told myself, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to, you know, subscribe to the tenants. I'm going to trust the process and uh, I'm going to fucking tell the truth. I think Gary, or you at, that, at the beginning had said, hey, this is not a networking event. This is not a place for you to make friends. 
this is a place for you to, to get in, in, in connection, you know, with, with the voice. And I took that very seriously. And uh, I don't remember really talking to anybody too much after, you know, outside of the event. I really kept it like, like it was, like I was a monk, you know, like a vow of silence, but I was just really into myself and, and into this connection. So at the end of that day, you know, the voice, you know, connected with me and it put me on a journey. And, uh, and the journey was one to show what I had sacrificed and what I don't, you know, with my wife. And it was really strange, but, and this is, you know, this is how I don't believe in coincidence and things like that. I went out to uh, pull my car out at the end of the, the conference and uh, the valet and put it into self park. And, and uh, as I was standing there in the ballet section, I saw this woman who was um, my girlfriend for a short time when I was stationed in Monterey. Mm. And that short time was a time that I had broken up with who my wife is uh, now. I had broken up with her and I, and she was this woman that I dated and she, um, you know, showed me why I loved my wife and why I went, went back to my wife. She was very you know beautiful and everything else, but very surface and was taking advantage of me in different ways. And, you know, it was a bad thing. And I, and I left this woman and she was there and I hadn't seen her in almost 25 years. And there she was and unmistakable. And she looked great and everything else. And I, I and, and and I couldn't believe that that she was there though. I mean, so I was really having all these feelings that I had not felt in years and years and years because I've been married to my wife since '97. Uh, so we've been married for a long time, and we had kids later in our marriage. And I had taken my relationship with her for granted. And so the voice like, remember why you went back to her. Remember why you chose her. And uh, and, and I, and I remember it was awakened and remember, and it woke me up and it made me remember that. So, um, anyway, I, uh, the next day I continued to go through the process and during a lunch, I ate by myself at some outdoor restaurant near the conference center. And, uh, this girl came up and sat near me with her boyfriend at the bar. And immediately I felt this like, like connection with her the same way, the same exact connection that I felt when I first met my wife. And um, not that I was attracted to this girl, but we were both attracted to each other as far as a connection, like a magnet would be attracted. You know, it doesn't mean the magnet wants to have sex, it means you feel this attraction. And I felt this attraction and, was a, and, a, and she was talking to me and like didn't even talk to the boyfriend and I, and I said, this is weird. And I left and I remembered all these feelings that I had for my wife and it awoken the, the, the initial love that I had for her and, and this um, connection that I had with her that I had lost and or I had ignored or had suppressed. So continue to go through WarriorCon 3 and, uh, you know, through those, you know, the voice had just made it very clear to me that this is something I have to do. You know, so when the option came to sign up for Warrior Week, I had no doubt that this is something I, I needed to uncover. I needed to get back to my essential self. I needed to be able to connect into that and to find a way to continuously do that. And uh, so, and, it, and it's been a process and it was a process leading up to Warrior Week. And it was, a, I mean, Warrior Week was the toughest and best thing I've ever done in my life. So, um, you know, there is this, I'm not an expert and I don't know much about, you know, this presence of angels in our, in our lives and, uh, you know, that they guide us. I do know that I do know that I've associated certain angels in my life. I consider my son an angel and I consider him a guide for he's 11 and I consider him a truly a guide for me. That's what I see it. I don't give a flying fuck about anything else. Uh, this is mm -hmm. what I've literally like framed myself with. I, he looks like me. So I see myself reliving and, uh, and, and I, I see myself in that relationship as of, I want to do everything that I can for him that I would have want done for me. And it's not like, man, you know, I had a menu of items that I didn't get when I was a kid, but I get to, I get to, I get to present to him the options that are possible as an adult 
uh, right now and wanting him to choose towards those, right? And one of them is core four and the stack is about to come soon. Mm-hmm. I've done the numbers of stack on him, shared with him and uh, he's 11. So eventually he'll get into that thought process, uh, but he's doing core four and all that. So I've considered him as an angel in my life. I consider my wife as an angel that watches over me and guides me. Um, but I never, you know, yeah, I, I can't say never, but I came across other angels that have uh, given me guidance and that have changed the direction of my life. You know, uh, no doubt that the appearances of these characters inside of your journey were uh, direct messages uh, and guidance uh, from God to actually lead you on a path that you were called to be five, four years ago. And, uh, and comes into your heart, a decision that, Hey man, no matter where I am, no matter where the money situation is, and like, I'm doing this, um, this is what I'm called to be. This has nothing to do with warriors, nothing with marketing. Like literally this is a step-by-step uncovering. I'm being guided. I was guided like that with the whole, I am that I am thing. You know, it came out of a nowhere, a message from Facebook introduced me to Master Co, went to visit Master Co, learn about I am that I am. I thought I have invented it at Warrior Week 43. I figured out that it was fuck. It's been in the Bible and the Torah for years. I'm like, what? And, mm-hmm. uh, and the story goes on. I've told the story many times on the podcast, but it, it, was, a, it was exactly a sequence of, of, uh, and, uh, of, of just characters showing up, characters that didn't have any fucking meaning. Like this guy that by mistake for forwarded this seminar to me in the Facebook messenger, wanted to send it to another Sam. It was a guy I even fucking liked. It was a real estate guy. that was just kind of one of the Tony Robbins fan and, and so on and so on. It was like, whatever, man, you know, but everything for me started at a Tony Robbins event. I would have never come to warrior if I wouldn't walk on the fire and I wouldn't give myself a chance to discover this aspects of self-assessment. I, I owe every, I, and Tony Robbins, I was listening to his tapes when I was, it's not like I followed his work and it's not like I executed his guidance, but I remember listening to Tony Robbins at 16. And I remember uh, one of my friends that is still around here in California, in Montreal, that introduced me to those tapes and I've taken notes. I tell this day, I have my notes inside of a little book called uh, Cahier Canada in French. It's a Canada book. Uh, those are the books that we have 30, 40 pages, 10 books that we would use at school. Um, dude, I have my notes that I've taken while listening to tapes of Tony Robbins. Then, wow. Wow. then, then my friend Amir, he comes back into the game. He was in Montreal, moves to Toronto, and we end up seeing each other ourselves in, uh, in uh, Los Angeles. And we end up being neighbors now, like, you know, 10 miles away. Wow. He he comes back into my life. Tony Robbins comes back to my life as me wanting to go to this event that opens the channel to come into warrior and warrior. And here I am sitting with you. Right? So there are this series of angelic people and movement that are still in my life that have opened the gates for me and have shown me the guidance. And four months ago at Tony Robbins 68th anniversary, I believe 60 or 59, I don't know, 68th anniversary here in Los Angeles, there was a big gathering for his birthday. I end up going and get invited and uh, everybody's there. Now, Tony Robbins' son came into Worry Week. He's one of the graduates of Worry Week. So, you know, that relationship was in place. Russell Brunson is there. Garrett is there. Satema Galli is there. All these characters in my life are all there around Tony. And I'm sitting there in the mm-hmm. audience with, with Tony and, and Master Co comes in. Now, Master Co actually teaches for Tony so that, and he goes on the stage he does the meditation like all these people are coming together around the same kind of person that started this whole thing uh years back right but they're all coming into this and then guess what i see at that event i see the guy that that actually sent me that message i literally see it <laughs> and i say fuck okay i gotta stop this guy i gotta tell this guy yeah. so i stop and i tell him and he has this big smile on his face he doesn't know what the fuck who the fuck i am and where i came from he met me six years ago eight years ago in london man everything like everything is connected everything is connected all these characters are in the same fucking room wow so hearing this and i never put it together this way right this is the first time i'm putting it all together as I hear you sharing, but there are all these 
angels that come into our lives to show us a path and a path that is connected, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing for you. The series of events that brings you and brings you first into Warrior Week 55. You go through the buildup. Uh, talk to me about the buildup all the way, your experience of the buildup all the way till the first night, the pit. So um, the pre-training with, with uh, Coach Nick? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that was extremely important. Um, the pre-training, which I didn't even know existed, obviously, uh, prior to uh, enrolling. And, uh, oh, my God, that, that, that was uh, very enlightening and tough. And, you know, you didn't, we had to, you just had to be, you, you, I remember shopping with my family and I had to stop and I had to record an audio, uh, you know, as to, I had to drop everything. I had to say, you know, fuck it. I, I don't care who you are, where I'm at, you know, in a grocery store, in a church, you just got to like, you know, here's what's going on with me right now. Here's my check-in and, and I, I've got to like lay it out. And uh, it, you know, it did, it did a great job at just blowing shit up you know, cause you never know, knew where that missile was coming in and it came in hot and you had to deal with it. And, and, uh, you know, coach Nick was very, uh, very good with that. Um, he, so, so I know there's many evolutions that I had that I failed and had to do over and over and over again. And, uh, but it was, it was very enlightening. So it, it definitely prepared me, you know, for a baseline before I actually got to warrior week, you know, I had, my, uh, I knew that it was going to take a lot of work, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, and, and I'll say that, you know, the first part of warrior week, the first few days, I mean, it was just, I was in dread as to what, well, what's going to happen now, you know, what's going to happen next? How am I going to be exposed or, you know, you know, what painful thing am I going to have to do next? And it wasn't just, you know, soul bearing pain, but it was physical pain and it was the coldest warrior week ever. And that water was like just one step below ice when we're low crawling through the, you know, through shit. And it was just, uh, was it that was the one that thing. rained all day nonstop. Was, was that the one that rained all day nonstop? Uh, yeah, it was just that. Yeah. That first day well, it stopped for a bit at the end of the day. And it was night and we had to change. And as soon as we were changing, it turned into a hailstorm. So it, oh, yeah, that, it, it never stopped. It, it, from the morning when you guys started all the way till night, it never stopped. And then I'd stop at night a little bit. And then it started again. So, yeah, that was the one. Talk that to me terrible. about uh, the first night and your experience in the pit. So, yeah, I, I mean, to, it was a uh, – I'm trying to think as far as the, that evolution where it was just um, – where we're the, the man in the mountain and, and I have the – yeah, it brought me back to a place that I hadn't uh, – ever considered was a, you know, a place, you know, so it brought me back to, um, you know, stuff from, from, from deep within me that I've locked, you know, I, I come from, uh, you know, I, I had, I had an issue with when I was very young, uh, my grandfather uh, molested me and uh, he did that with uh, my cousins as well. And then I found out it was a big secret that was never exposed. And he did that with his own sons and, uh, Luckily for me, it wasn't as bad as the other ones, but I, and I was able to get away from it, but it, it definitely affected me. And it's something that I locked. And, and, and I think the bigger issue was, you know, I had a mother that, that denied, you know, I told her and she did not want to believe that. So that got unlocked, um, you know, that buried trauma. And uh, I also had a lot of issues with, uh, you know, who she remarried. And I was in a very abusive uh relationship with my stepfather and there was physical fights from the time I was a young age and uh you know and it really got me off on a bad path uh luckily I, was, I joined the army when I was 17 years old to just to get out of there but there was all these unresolved things that I had to like face and I had to look at in a way that was actually um objective so feel the feelings and I let the release the rage release all the feelings. When I, when I got all of those out, uh, I was actually able to reach a place of forgiveness. And it was, and, and the forgiveness was not, you know, hey, you're off the hook, you know, hey, I love you, you know, no. It was, I'm not allowing, I'm not gonna be holding onto this. 
And, and, and from a place of forgiveness, I was able to get to a place of gratitude and gratitude for being able to survive this because that I believe is why, you know, I do have a strong connection with the voice because I reached out during, you know, really tough times in my life. And I had uh, realizations, you know, that, that of, of things that would happen along the way that kept me, you know, to survive and not to do something extreme. Not to say that, you know, yeah, there were times that I wanted to, you know, wanted to end it for myself, but more so I wanted to end it for somebody else. So I was more, you know, I almost killed my stepfather. I almost slit his throat when he was sleeping. And the voice spoke out to me then. And so I got through that in the army because what I learned to do in the army was suppress. And uh, so I was able to suppress and channel and channel rage. But what, what Warrior did was it went back to look at that, you know, the, the, the root cause of it. And I was able to get through the rage, like I said, to forgiveness, to gratitude, because I would not be the man I am today had I not gone through that. I would not be able to connect with as many people that I can had I not gone through that. You know, so, you know, I, I don't want, like, you, I have an 11 year old as well. I would never in a, in a million years want him to go through what I went through. And he's like a miniature version of myself. And I'm like, he's like my experiment. What would have happened if I had been in a different environment? How can I foster his talents? How can I, you know, use love and encouragement with him and, and, and have him be the greatest version of himself? You know, so it, there's a lot of uh, really powerful things I was able to, to take through going through the entire process and Warrior Week. You know, it's a, it's a, two things you mentioned. One, first, uh, you know, he, he's my experiment. Uh, and that is so true for me. Like my 11 year old son, he's my experiment, meaning uh, literally I see myself, like he looks like me and I see like he, like literally it's me, it's me growing mm -hmm. up again. Mm -hmm. That's, that's how I'm seeing it. I, I don't know. Some people always say it's crazy. I, I don't give a fuck. It, it's the game that I live in. It's, it's, it's my game. My game is, uh, it's a selfish game, and that is, you know, I'm here to help guide myself. Like, there's two of me. There's the young version of me, and there's me, and and that game keeps me going, man. And uh, so, yeah, his, my experiment is 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 uh, it, it's, it's, it means so much. It's just, I think I'm gonna borrow that from you from now on. My son is my experiment, and uh, it it may look weird or strange to somebody else, and people may have opinion, but I don't care. I know you understand what I mean, and I and I know brothers understand exactly what I mean, and that's that's what it is because. That word by itself just summarizes everything I want to say. Everything, like everything I've shared about him right now with you and everything I want to say, it just comes up to that. He's my experiment, meaning that he is my experience to be. Right. And I get to be the leader of that. I get to guide that. And I get to protect him from the pains. And I get to position him from the possibilities, to the possibilities. Um, so that by itself, beautiful. Second part of this is... This element of purging the, this uh, hidden hate and rage, uh, if that is not dealt with, the result of it is what you see today in the streets. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are easily reacting to a situation that it may sound very unfair. And the reaction is completely irrational because it triggers the animal inside. When you wanted to do that to your, to, you know, when you wanted to attack your, um, stepfather if you look at that that was an irrational reaction and there's a voice there's god that literally comes in and says remember right this whole game has always been you said it multiple times awaken and remember has been the message of warrior has been the message of any big religion or any school of thinking it's always been about remember awaken and remember and in that moment you are to remember right? That slows down that reaction. And today you see like reaction in the streets and, and reacting, reacting, reacting. It is triggering that animal inside that, that nobody else up to now wanted to, to deal with or perch with. And there's a group of guys that came into a process like Warrior Week. And there's a group of guys that have gone to other, other ways of dealing with that and finding the peace. And so your, your reaction, my reaction to unfairness is not as quick as the guy that still carries that rage. Right. 
Imagine if you would still carry that, how you would react to a situation very similar to yours. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I can easily remember, you know, the, the reactions that, you know, and how I would feel and how I would let that rage take over, you know, and, and that's what makes the stack such a valuable tool because when you have all of these triggers and, and little things trigger you and that's, and, and, and that's what it ended up being with me. Like my, my wife would walk around, you know, on eggshells around me at certain points. She could tell when I was in a mood, you know, or anything would trigger me. And it wasn't just anything, but there were things that was a, domino, you know, domino, a series of triggers. And, um, you know, and I'm still working through them all. But yeah, I, I've been in, it, it, with Warrior, I've been in confrontational situations with people who are being triggered very easily and it doesn't trigger me. I don't match their, you know, their, their level of rage. You know, I try to figure out what's going on and I've diffused stuff that way. And I've, um, and it's not that I'm afraid to get into it, but it's just, Hey, this is ridiculous. Do you want to solve the problem? You know, what's the issue here? You know, are you really upset that, that, uh, you know, I, I took a cart that you wanted. If you want this cart, you can have this cart. I didn't know. Let's break it down. Let's break it down into what's going on, you know? And when you call attention to the actual triggers themselves, the triggers aren't anything. And, uh, so yeah. And the other thing that, that, that I recognize it's, it's, uh, you know, when I'm operating at that, that energy level, uh, that high, high frequency, high vibration level, um, it allows me to see through uh, just all kinds of bullshit and, and to be so much clearer. I think the, the only negative about, uh, about going through warrior is when you're not at that high vibration, you're like, you know, you, you, you know that you're, you're not, you're not operating the way you need to be operating. And it, and it well, you that kind of like, explains, uh, you know, you come, you came to warrior week and you had great experiences with us and you continued with us. Um, and you went on and then there was a period of time there was a disconnect, right? Oh, yeah. uh, and, and, I, and I, you know, stories, whatever, man, something causes a disconnect. Um, it was, uh, and then it wasn't until just most, I mean, you and I have always been connected, but it wasn't until like, I kind of picked up the phone and say, hey man, there's this thing called the war room. You should be part of it. Uh, you have no fucking reason not to be part of it. And even in that discussion, you were like, ah, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it, it's not like you didn't want it. It, it was, it right. was a story. And I, right. I particularly remember that conversation with you is said, Hey man, I want you to go and find the truth. And you come back here to the truth, knowing that you sit on the truth. And, uh, I think now, I think number one, I was the best fucking, that was one of the best and most powerful decision I have, uh, witnessed you saying second to what I've seen in warrior week in you. Uh, your decision truly empowered me um, to empower others, right? When I witness leaders like yourself being able to choose from that place, it, it gives me the strength of continuously broadcasting the stories of leaders like you. you know, there's, it's not a coincidence you're on this fucking podcast. We're not here to rub your balls. We're here to, to, to demonstrate and broadcast the power of an individual like you, the power that you've taken around your decision. You've made powerful decisions from the times to come in to Warrior Country, witnessing the angels that were guiding you where to go, accepting to come to Warrior Week, which was a big move, both financially, stress-wise. I mean, there's a lot you drag into it. It's not just, hey, it's nice, here's my card and I come in. You had to earn your way for 30 fucking days, and then for five days you had to go through hell and, and, mm -hmm. and not quit, right? Because you had the easy option to quit. It's all right, I'm done. Okay, here's your money, refund it. Like, make it so easy for you to quit that there is no, there is no, like, there is no resistance at all. If you want to quit, you can quit at any given time. But then own that and then come to the 90-day the, the kingdom challenge, post that, and invest tons of money in that as well and come inside of empire and allow some stories to get disconnect you uh, and mainly because of others, mainly because of others, other people's projection, other people's assumption, justification. But that pulls just like the riots right now. It's like, you know, you're in there 
quietly and, and it, it, you know, the, the craziness pulls you in and next thing you know, you're acting crazy. And so inside of that, uh, I want you to take, take, uh, talk a little bit about that power of decision, man. And, uh, and where you are today, I think that's, you know, where you are today is like, dude, like I, just to be around you inside of these war rooms with the other guys. And we got over 90 guys inside of this experience. It's just like, we are, we are seeing the power in play. We are seeing the power of brothers in play right now. This is the war room is the future warrior inside of this. We are seeing the power of the play. It's not about the coach. It's not about, you know, warrior. It's about seeing the power of the brothers. It's power, the brother, the power I see in you, literally that experience every week that is being like uh, infused in all of us. So talk to me a little bit about that decision and, and uh, where you are with that today, man. So yeah, with the war room, as you said, um, you know, the, you we're doing this through COVID and, uh, you know, COVID is all about, you know, bringing people into the scarcity mindset very easily. And, uh, so, but COVID isn't what brought me there. It was some other decisions that, that I had made or had not made that brought me to a, a level of scarcity. And, um, and I knew it when I talked to you that, that it was the right thing to do, but, um, I, I brought in other things that I let other things pull me. And so when I did the stack on it, it became very clear that this is something that I need to do. And, and I'm extremely glad that I have, because yes, not only do I, you know, with my, the problems that I bring in and the issues that I bring in, do I get, you know, very good, uh, insight and actionable, you know, actions that I can take, but, it's, it's kind of redirected me. It has redirected me in, in a lot of different ways. And I can see how others, you know, in, in this group, in this war room have been growing and redirected. And I learned from every interaction. I learned from every question that everybody else has. Um, it's, yeah, it, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. It's probably one of the best, it is the best value that I've had in Warrior. It's, it really is. Um, it's, it's, if you, if you get the invitation to be in a war room, definitely take that invitation. You will grow. Um, I have a lot more, a lot more to grow. Um, myself, I, I'm, I, you know, I just wanted to address that as far as going to warrior week or going through the program, it doesn't mean you're like, Hey, now I'm done. I'm fixed. And it's for the rest of your life. You know, it's something it, it, it gets you to, you know, this possibility where you were down here and then you want to go to this other possibility. You're going to go to a pit again before you get to this possibility. Right? So I know when I'm in the pit, I know that, you know, there's a, a light side and a dark side, you know, I've got my, and I, and I know how to get out of the pit. I know what work I need to do. I know sometimes I can let emotions and everything else bog me down, but I always know what to do. And it's a choice. So, also, the the uh, the war room keeps you honest as well. You know, it keeps you accountable, and I think that's uh, very important. You know, and it's it's a, it's a great way to read other brother stacks. I had a uh, I had one of the one of my brothers there in the, in the war room reach out to me um, off a stack that he had read and wanted to share something within his life that you know ref was reflective in my stack from a few days ago, and he gave me just a little just just a couple little exchange, and I I pulled some really you know, valuable, valuable bit of information out of that, uh, out of that conversation that we had. Absolutely. It was very, um, the, every man and leader is a, is a, is a cause that I'm dedicated to. And in fact, I wrote a book called every man and leader. Um, you know, I'm thinking about writing a second book and calling it the same fucking thing. Um, I don't know if it's been done or not. It's like, Hey man, fuck it. I'm gonna write a second book and I'm gonna call it the same name. So, uh, it's what it is because it just, it's what my passion is, right? Every man is a leader. And, uh, and the war room has done that is put every single man inside of a leadership position because every single man is leading, is guiding. It's not just receiving, it's giving. Um, and that, that is a beautiful formula that will keep growing and will become the future of warrior because that was the intent of warrior was always to create every man, a leader. Um, and, uh, Every man a leader should not have a condition depending if everybody else leads. No, you lead whether everybody else choose to lead or not. It should not affect your decision. 
Um, and often we associate ourselves with the standard that we put around ourselves. And so, uh, man, it was great having you here on the podcast. Um, I definitely want you to have you back here as we evolve, as we continue with our experiment. Uh, we both have a son; he's 11 year old, and uh, you know that, that gives us a, yeah. a common ground to continue our dialogue as we move forward. Hey, listen, man, if you have any final words that would um, that would be delivered to a man that's listening to this right now, inside of Warrior or even on the outside, or some a message that one of the brothers decided to to take and send forward to somebody else. Uh, what would that message be with that man that kind of resonated with your story, Scott? I think, um, you know, what are you doing to make sure that, that you have the strongest connection, you know, with the voice possible? And, you know, what are you doing to, 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 to know, you know, to, to actually turn it into, in, in from, you know, maybe a smoke signal to, you know, fiber optic that's going right to you? Um, and allowing, because, and if you don't know what I'm talking about with the voice, examine that, uh, try to get to that point. It's not some hoopla or anything else. It's, but, but, but find it, find the voice. And this is one path of many. This is a path that worked for me. This is a path that worked for, works for a lot of, you know, married businessmen with children. And, uh, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of hard lessons you're going to have to learn in order to get to that clarity, but, and I'm still learning them, but, but yeah, find the voice, find that voice and have the confidence to do what the voice is telling you. Beautiful message and powerful message. So uh, gentlemen, if the voice inside of you is telling you that you should forward this message to a person that you may know, a man that you may know, that is what we ask from you. Uh, every podcast that you listen to, there's an ask from myself, from the guests is that, hey man, if this resonated with you, just do one thing. You don't need to share this on social media. Don't make this a, a generic share. Make it a very targeted and specific share. Like copy paste the link and send it to a man that you know. Hey man, I was listening to this and uh, something inside of my heart told me that you may resonate with Scott's story. You may resonate with some of the shit that was said inside of this. Every man a leader, that kind of resonated or whatever, right? Experiment. My son is my experiment. Maybe that, that, my son is my experiment. That maybe resonated with you. And that maybe was something you want to live and just pass it to that person. May, pay it forward. And that's the price of impact. That's, that's, the, that's the power of impact. The ability for you to send what you are told to be sent to someone else. And that's the presence of the voice. And if you feel it and if you hear it, Act upon it. And if you don't, give yourself permission to be quiet and it'll come to you. Uh, gentlemen, I want to thank uh, Scott for being here on, on the call and the podcast. Um, I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to this. If you want to know more about uh, Warrior Week and the experiences of Warrior Week, both uh, Warrior Week Plus and the virtual experiences that are created right now every month, in addition to the invitation, possibly far after that, coming into the war room, uh, you can always visit us, us at warriorweek.com or on Instagram or on Facebook. We'll look up myself or even Scott and uh, you know where to find us. Gentlemen, until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Coach.